Welcome to episode 89 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies, plus tips, apps, and gear. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg. My co-host, Warren Sklar, decided to go on vacation in Aruba, and who knows if he's even going to make it back. So even better, I have my my, my good buddy and uh, fellow podcaster, Chuck Joyner, joining me today. How are you doing, Chuck? I'm I'm doing good, but I got to tell you, I'd probably rather be in Aruba. Yeah, I would. I think I might be. He, I told him. I said to him, he he may not come be able to get come back. I don't know. They uh, they might quarantine him with all this uh, coronavirus stuff. So, and, and he's probably rooting for that day. <laughs> he he <laughs> if might he has be. any sense. <laughs> he might be. So I'm sure he'll be listening to this and uh, saying, "Oh yeah, I, I'm stuck here." But no, let's hope not. But. Uh, well, we got the usual stuff to talk about. There's always stuff in the news we could chat about and um, uh, throw a couple topics out there. Apple TV, our thoughts of what's going on with that that uh, platform uh, and all kinds of other stuff. We'll just start talking here. So um, so let's, let's go ahead and right, jump right into the news here. Um, the big thing, of, obviously, the big topic has been uh, is coronavirus. Unfortunately, it's very sad uh, what's been happening across the world with uh, Italy and um, and China, and especially Italy. I mean, oh my gosh, what twelve thousand people have been infected in that country? It's just horrible. I'm sure you've been obviously we both following it with in the insurance industry. So uh, it's just just awful, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, you know there's a lot of panic out there, oh, um, and. I don't know how much of it is justified. I'm not a physician, so I yeah. I don't even like to express those opinions too much in public. But yeah. the, the the one thing that is certain is that people are very concerned, right? And you know, you, they're looking for answers. And I, unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be a lot of really great sources because there's so there much isn't. conflicting information. So you know, yeah. just sure. yeah. sort of take it for what it is. Yeah, exactly. So, but this isn't this isn't a political show, and no, we're not going to talk about coronavirus. So, but we will. Talk a little bit about it, only because uh, this past week there was a, a great article. Uh, Joanna Stern, which is a great, uh, she's a great tech reporter for Wall Street Journal. She did a, a, a really fun video t- talking about should you clean your f- phone to combat the coronavirus? Definitely or maybe it was the title of, the, the title of it. And uh, so she went through and started. I don't know if you saw this yet, Chuck, but uh, she started cleaning the iPhone with uh, the Clorox wipes and all these other things that Apple had just uh, recently approved that they. That that they can be used on your iPhone. I was a little concerned using it on mine, weren't you? Using those? Yeah, I, I was. I was a little surprised at this. Um, and you know, Apple has basically given its blessing to certain things to clean your iPhone with uh, that previously they had suggested not to. Yeah. I don't know. You know, this this is pure speculation, folks. This is mine. Um, that if they're figuring that if you do this. Now, as long as you're not doing it like every hour or whatever, that it won't really do much, if any, damage to your phone. Um, long, maybe that's the reason they were suggesting not earlier. That you know, if you were doing this for over a period of two or three years right. on any kind of regular basis, that you might take the uh, that oleophobic coating off. So I, I don't know. I you know, it's it's one of those things that you just I guess have to uh, to measure out a little bit yourself and recognize that even if you do wipe the oleophobic coating off eventually, it's probably better than getting the virus. Yeah, and uh, these uh, these Clorox wipes are very 
pretty common. Most, a lot of people buy these and they're convenient to use for cleaning. Um, and they're saying the guideline is up to 70% isoproline alcohol can be in the content of the, of the wipe. So, and the good thing about the wipe is it's, it's direct as opposed to, you know, you want to be spraying or putting anything on it. And, but she was going a little bit to the extreme using the, the a little bit different toilet, uh, toilet product. Maybe she was seeing what it, what it really would do, which I, which I thought found to be amusing. Um, but I think this, the point is, you know, our, our phones can be, our iPhones can be, you know, really bacteria everywhere, you know, don't you think? Yeah. And well, you know, pretty much anything we come in contact with can, True. um, but you know, we're always pulling the phones out of our pocket and it's not like you wash your hands every time that you touch your phone or wash your hands after you touch your phone. So yeah, it, it is a place that, um, honestly, I've, I would be just a touch more concerned with, all the other places that I'm touching screens, right? Um, you know, out out in public for transactions of different kinds. Exactly. Um, but you know, you don't know how well those folks are taking care of those. So, all of a sudden, and and I, I don't want to hijack the story, but no. all of a sudden, Apple Pay starts to look like a really good way to maybe yeah. avoid touching things and Touch you know, credit avoiding the virus. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's other other reason. Um, so she continues on shows uh, the uh, a demo. She put uh, droplets of olive oil on ha- the other one half of the phone had the oleophobic uh, uh, coating, and the other one did not. And you saw that the that the oil was dripping and dripping away uh, from 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 it. And the one without the coating, it was sticking and when it was coming through. Um, and of course, they do have they have they do have this gadget out here. That I don't know if you've ever. Uh, try this before is this phone soap go it's a hundred dollars and you it's like a tanning bed for your iphone i mean we may have yeah. talked this before. i don't know maybe on your gift gift guide show or uh, but uh, it's kind of freaky yeah I, yeah i mean they're, they're all kind of these things it's all, like you say it's almost like a tanning bed yeah. um which leads you to wonder what happens to you when you get in a tanning bed yeah but um yeah it, you know again it's one of those things that uh, I guess the UV light um, is is harsh enough that it allegedly kills the virus. Uh, you know, it's one of those that if you, okay, you get it, you use it. How do you know? But then again, the same thing is true with the wipes. So you know, yeah. you pay your money, you take your chances. And of course, in the article it says uh, phone soap has seen a thousand percent revenue growth this year because of the coronavirus, which is not surprising. But I think it being featured in her article isn't going to help hurt hurt either so uh so you're probably i would not be at all surprised that it's completely sold out i haven't checked but uh, uh check out the article hopefully it's not behind the paywall i think this this article was open for today so uh so we'll have a, well, obviously a link you could check that out um yeah and also I, I i'm not sure who makes clorox but you know that might be a stock to look at yeah as well <laughs> as goes very long. as well as the the the, the the tool we're using right now as we talk to you is Zoom. Uh, I believe their stock has uh, gone up uh, quite a bit because of uh, remote work uh, out there too. So, uh, yep, def- definitely. Um, next article I found was, uh, this is on our friends at the Mac Observer, Mr. and uh, Andrew Orr was actually the uh, the uh, author. Uh, I wasn't aware of this, that, uh, that uh, there is a list of apps that are uh, actually maintained on Reddit. And I'm not, I don't know how frequent you are on using Reddit, but uh, uh, I'm not as much, but I should be because there's so much information out there, good information. Uh, the, the, the list of known apps that use the sign-in with Apple. Um, I, I, uh, have you used much uh, sign-ins using the sign-in with Apple as opposed to like Google or, I mean, I avoid Facebook one, but. 
Yeah, oh yeah. Um, David, I haven't, and it's this is one of those that for me I it's still I'm still sort of waiting to see. Yeah. Um I, I I've if if there's anybody whose app I'm gonna use, it's gonna be Apple to right. sign in. But right now I'm still using you know my email and my password and then use one password as my password manager. Right, which um, I do. You know, th- I feel like that way I'm kind of in control of it, uh, with you know, giving it uh, give it, sending it through the Apple system again. I'm I'm about as comfortable with them as I can be with anybody. Right. But it still represents just a little loss of control in my mind. So, you know, that's that's where I stand on it. I wait and see, see how how far it gets deployed, and let it be in place a little while before I trust it. Yeah. Um, it's if you look through this list, there's I mean, there's there's uh, quite a few common like Dropbox is one of them, and uh, GroupMe, Groupon. Glassdoor, GasBuddy, so there's uh, there's quite a few have uh, have uh, embraced the the, uh, the technology uh, with uh, signing in with this with this, um, but I, I would trust it more so than than I probably would I definitely would not trust Facebook. I avoid that with a plague, and I'm kind of questionable with using Google. So, uh, but uh, this uh, should be uh, uh, a good a good good thing to check out and uh, get rid of that. So. <clears throat> Well, and one thing I think it's important to point out here, and Andrew does in the article, that according to this, if you use sign-in with Apple, the app does not get your email address. Right. And under the method I'm using, it it does. And I don't think I'm wrong on this, but somebody feel free to correct me if I am. But I think GasBuddy was one of those that got called out for capturing folks' uh, information without without full disclosure now that's probably been corrected at this point but it does it does point to a reason to use sign in with apple you know again if you can yeah. get comfortable with it and if it's deployed sufficiently to the sites that you visit yeah yeah um so uh let's move on i got uh, the next article was uh, actually on the verge but uh, kind of via nine to five mac so they all like sharing and and we always share by talking about it as well. So um, more uh, more iOS 14 leaks that have been coming out. Uh, they uh, actually broke a big story about all the leaks uh, that they were very legitimate because they it actually was leaked from a very uh, reputable source uh, that uh, the next Apple hardware and some new home screen views possibly going to be happening here with more details that are coming out. Uh, so the... They're, they're definitely more offering discussions about uh, Apple TV with the, it uh, sounds like they potentially might come up with a new remote, which uh, I think would be very exciting. I don't know if you're a very much a fan. I know a lot of people are not a fan with, of the current uh, Apple TV remote. I'm sure you are not. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. I mean, it's like any other remote, as far as I'm concerned, it takes a little getting used to. Yeah. I, I do wish there was a way that I could easily tell like which end is up. That's that's yeah, the one thing that I I admit I constantly did did wrong when I first got it, um, but other than that, you know, it's I can I can move around maneuver around it just fine now. but yeah. it took some time to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I sometimes have a challenge with that, but uh, so you know what you do? You use the, I use the iPhone, the, uh, Apple TV remote, and uh, the, the app, and it seems to work. Uh, a little better uh, to control things, but uh, uh, but uh, things they talked about uh, in uh, in hardware, uh, they said the potentially an upcoming iPad Pro, which would include three cameras, uh, which is interesting. I don't know. I don't know about you. I'm not. I'm not one that like to hold my iPad up to take pictures. Are you? <laughs> no, but you know, I, I'm. Every time this topic comes up, I feel like people are missing it um, because yeah. the iP- the iPad is a great video device. 
for video production. That's right. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of, of shot on iPhone, um, you know, things. Right. And I think that it wouldn't not, not surprise me at all to see a shot on iPad um, with something that is a little more oriented toward the filmmaker. Uh, than you know this, or for that matter, the news media. Yeah. Um, that because you're going to have a you know you have that great big beautiful screen as your viewfinder. Yeah. And you know so why wouldn't take nothing away from the iPhone you know for compactness and all, but you yeah. know if you're if you're a videographer, uh, that would be really nice to have that because yeah. that's what I use you know for for, for, for my trade shows. shows. Yeah, for trade shows. Yeah. So yes. So it's it's you know I I have some experience with that, and I got to tell you that would be a definite thing that would push me to upgrade to a new iPad yeah. to get that, get, sure. get those three cameras in the back. The thing is it might be a small, larger size screen though. It won't be one of your, the minis. You probably have to do it, go with the, you know, the, the 10 and a half inch or 11 inch screen. That's but, okay. Got to get a new enclosure though. <laughs> well, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You'd have to get a new enclosure, but also with the one other thing that the iPad has that the iPhone doesn't is it's got a bigger battery. True. So it lasts longer for shooting. That's true. Since, so, you, since you are carrying around a bunch of batteries when you're on, out in the trade shows, and I, I saw it firsthand, and uh, you, yeah. you have to keep <laughs> uh, keep things charged. So it's uh, it's a challenge. Yeah, but those I mean those are the kind of things that in, until you actually use the device for that, you really may overlook pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and and then after you do, it's like okay, well. Yeah, there. I would I prefer to have the iPhone uh, as far as toting it around. Well, sure. Yeah. But I like that uh, that big viewfinder, and I like right. that big battery. So you know, it it just all depends on what your needs are. But uh, don't overlook all the some of those factors. Right. And uh, yeah, now they're talking about a new iPhone with Touch ID, which going back, which is kind of interesting, going away from Face ID. Um, they're presuming it's going to be one of those lower end, quote unquote, the iPhone nine or the SE two, whatever they're going to call it. But um, I wouldn't be surprised Apple does 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 release this. Of course, everything's going to be delayed now with everything with the coronavirus, uh, so we don't know when that's going to happen. But uh, uh, I think this this will be a very successful phone, wouldn't you think? I, I would think so. I mean, it always depends for for those phones. Nobody wants to hear this, but they're going to rep, have to represent some compromises to to meet the price point right and so whether that's uh, whether that's going to be compromises in in memory whether it's going to be compromises in frankly in security because the the selling point for the uh face id has been that it's more secure than touch id um so there's going to be now it certainly still represents a, a, a lot better security than yeah. anything you're going to see on other platforms but it's still it's a little bit of a compromise um you know, maybe it'll be a little bit different form factor. You know, maybe they'll yeah. they'll keep pushing down that smaller phone. Yeah, but you know, it's, so, it. and some of those some of those things might not be compromises. They might be considered um, features. So yeah. we'll just have to wait and see. That's true. Um, and then uh, diving in a little bit into the software stuff, this one I'm kind of excited about. If this really comes to be true, is a new iPhone, the new iOS uh, home screen, which actually will get a list view, similar to what you can get on your on your on your watch. Uh, we'll give. Because I know it's so hard to find apps. It's not, even when you when you when you bury them in folders and put them in places you know they are all the time. I'm always looking for where this app is and where I'm not going to thumb through it and find it. Don't don't you experience the same thing? Yeah, I I do, um, and I'm anxious to see a little learn a little more about this. Yeah. Um, simply because if I can do a list view, 
that's great, but am, is it going to be two columns, three columns? Am I going to have that choice? Yeah. Or because if it's just one co- one column, well, then I'm going to have less apps on the screen. Um, and also there's uh, the, the other question that jumps to my mind is, are you going to be able to resize the apps so that, or resize the icons so that you can have more on the screen? Because the last thing I want is less icons or, or less apps on that home screen. Yeah. So how am I, how are they going to arrange this and, and what options be, are they going to give? It, it definitely will be interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see where that goes uh, for sure. Um, and uh, they uh, talked about a little bit about home kits, uh, being able to change the color of temperature of lights throughout the day. Uh, uh, something I really, and by you, I'm not, not really interested in. Um, accessibility feature will let the phone identify sounds like alarms and doorbells, which have people with hearing loss, more, more improvements on accessibility, which is great. You know, I just had, we just had Shelly Brisbane on a couple, a couple episodes ago and that was a, she's a great resource for, for accessibility. And it's just amazing what some of the stuff they've added for accessibility for people who are more limited in what they can do with an iPhone. And, and accessibility is, you know, we all talk about it, I guess, for, you know, assuming somebody needs it, but there are a lot of times that those accessibility features enhance the, the usefulness of the machine, even for the people who really don't necessarily require right. that feature. Yeah. So I, I too am actually to see just what else they, they bring out that can not only benefit those that need it, but also maybe those that could, could use those capabilities for other reasons. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, there was another discussion that uh, uh, of the fact that uh, there there was going to be a, um, uh, a a mouse cursor support that's going to be coming to the I, to iOS fourteen and uh, the new smart keyboard models with a trackpad, which of course you and I saw the bridge uh, keyboard with a trackpad at CES, and uh, I'm really excited about this. Uh, but I think I think what they need to do is they got to do something with the software. Um, and this sounds like this is going to make something to come true and make it, uh, you know, something that's going to be really much more usable. I'm, I'm anxious to see, you know, because we've, we've heard for so long about, you know, Mac OS and iOS coming together and then they tell you it's not. And then they release something like catalyst that lets apps go back and forth a little bit easier. Um, I, I, I am not an Apple pencil user, right. Uh, just because, it just never suited my needs. And so would a trackpad on my iPad make it more useful well, in certain circumstances? But then again, then I'm going to carry a MacBook Air or something similar. Um, so I, I don't I don't want to knock this because I, I want to see the implementation. Yeah, me too. I just question, you know, where it's going to go and, and where it's going to lead. Because the last thing I want to see is my iPad starting start requiring an Apple Pencil or, you know, one of the external keyboards that yeah. to me would make no sense. Yeah. So let's, let it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here with that. Uh, and we'll definitely check that out. Um, then this last story, I know this isn't near and dear to your heart because you've had a discussion about it. Uh, Apple agrees to pay over 500 million to settle a class action lawsuit about that 
infamous secretly throttling throttling older iPhones. Uh, they uh, they went through and uh, there was a, I just love these class action lawsuits and then we'll we'll have a nice debate here in a second. But it included the uh, iPhone six, the uh, seven. SE and anything that was running uh, iOS uh, 10, 12, 2.10.2 or one or later, and you'll get a whopping twenty five bucks worth 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 of going through all that aggravation, right, Chuck? <laughs> are you going to turn me loose, or should I yeah, just say yes? I am going to turn okay. you loose. I, I, that's why I left this for last because I knew this would be a good good conversation topic. <laughs> Well, you know, I look at $25. $25 is not worth the time it takes you to fill out the paperwork. Mm -hmm. And the worst part is that you are feeding into the lawsuit mentality. And and I don't, I'm not being greedy here. If I felt like there was an honest to God um, amount that I could be compensated for if I were truly wronged, and that's a whole separate discussion. Um, But if I were truly wronged and can get a significant amount of money out of these class actions, okay, maybe. But it doesn't happen. You know, it's always this 25, 35, maybe, oh oh my God, a hundred bucks. You know, and what the hoops you have to jump through the and, and well, some of my best friends are attorneys, and they're credible attorneys. Yeah. The people that are pushing these things, I have a real problem with, because it feels more like lining their pockets, and you know, they're all kind of notification services. There's right. so much overhead in these lawsuits, and everybody's making out except the people that were allegedly wronged by the suit. Um, you know, it, it just they're the they're the ones that are getting the least amount. And so now let's, uh, and, and you turn me loose. So here I go. Go um, oh, I, want, I want to talk about this. Yeah. But there's also the issue of, you know, is this, was this legitimate? Um, and, and I just, you know, I don't think so. I, Apple, Apple made clear, if you go back and read the details on this, Apple made it clear about this. It was not a surprise because people didn't read it. They didn't know about it. Right. But I, that's and that just that galls me too that somebody passes judgment like this and all of a sudden Apple has to shell out this money, and most of it's going to go to the law firms anyway, not to the people that allegedly were harmed and and I don't think anybody was so right. yeah this this story does raise my blood pressure a little bit. Not that I wanted to do that, but I, I think that this was right. an important topic uh, to to discuss because I'm tired. I'm kind of tired of some of these these frivolous lawsuits that. Um, I mean, if it was a substantial amount that they they got, and then 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 good for them, they got they 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 were able to pull it off. But to waste people's time, yeah, five hundred million, but you're dividing it up by millions of people. Um, it's it's just frivolous, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I I just I and I, and again, I've stressed, you know, for the people that signed up for it, you know, if you if you were really wronged, oh okay, but I just don't see how you could have been and for what you're going to get back for it, you've just encouraged that next law law firm to start gathering up a class for that next perceived slight. And that's going to, that that just, that doesn't do Apple any good. It it takes up time, money, and resources. And I know Apple has all the money in the world. That's kind of not the point. Not the point. It's just, it's just silliness, honestly. Like you said, waste of time. Well, that's that. Um, Throw another story in here. Um, Apple just uh, Apple Music signed a new multi-year deal with some of the world's largest record labels, which isn't surprising. But it's good. It's good to see that the Apple Music has really become. Uh, I, I, I'm very impressed with some of the things that they've been doing in Apple Music. Uh, so 
This is not a, on Mac Rumors. Uh, they secured new deals for songs for major uh, labels like Universal Music, Sony Music, and Warner Music, and those are you know, the big three. So uh, artists like, uh, of course, Taylor Swift and Lizzo and Adele and others will be now be able to stream online. But uh, um, I really, I've been very impressed with what Apple has done with um, um, with Apple Music with their with their playlists and they have curated playlists, which I really like because uh, you can go in and look a, look up a topic. That you have, you're in your mood for, and they have a playlist for it. And I don't know if you've tried this recently, but uh, it, it is really cool. Yeah, I I tend not to use Apple Music that way. Usually, I know no. what I want to listen to, no. or I've curated my own playlists. But uh, it's very very seldom anymore that I go and, and try to look up something and it's not there. Yeah, and oh, yeah. that's that's that one too. of the biggest issues because I I tend not to have necessarily mainstream tastes. <laughs> and so when I go and, and look for something from a, a rather obscure band or an old album from a band that I know, and it's there, it's like, well, this, this is why I subscribe to Apple music. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have all those, uh, those uh, bands that are kind of obscure. You're not going to find. So and that's what I like about it. It's, it's, it's getting better and better. And I just, I find value in every time. So uh, kudos to them for, uh, for doing that. Uh, it, it, it's just a great thing. So um, anything else can I, that you think of that, that, that's that been in the news to you uh, that, uh, that uh, has been out there? Uh, not off the top, David, you know, right now, and again, we're not going to dwell on it, but the, the coronavirus has been taking up so much it bandwidth has. and so many things, you know, I, I think that, I will say that I think Apple has a great set of products for those who need to work at home, um, you right. know, whether that's an enforced thing or, you know, a self-quarantine kind of thing that you can very effectively work with a Mac or an iPad and an iPhone from home just with some of the Apple services and a few a few third parties thrown in. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you can be, you, you should be out there telling your coworkers this, yeah. that Apple makes great products. This is why you... Yeah, this is why you can be you can be as effective as you are, um, is because you're using a, a Mac, an iPad, an iPhone. Yep, I, you know, and all the rest. Well, with the coronavirus, it's good good news that uh, it looks like the China uh, stores are going to actually be reopening uh, coming this coming Friday as we record this, uh, which is good news. I'm, I like to see things start to come back to somewhat normal. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a while for that happens, but uh, um, and then uh, you have things like uh, some of the uh, filming of the morning show uh, is on hiatus due to the concerns of the, the virus, which is not surprising. Uh, so you're hearing a lot of that too. And, and Apple's doing the same thing. And Apple was, has been very generous by donating uh, to, to, to folks who are having are less fortunate to, to, to help them with, get passed with this virus. So, uh, so it's uh, good stuff. It's good stuff that's been happening uh, yeah, with that. So, um, and uh, we're, uh, oh yeah, there's our, our, that's right. I was going to talk about this article too, is, um, they're expecting AirPod shipments to surge at 50% to have 90 million AirPods by in 2020. I, that that's phenomenal. I mean, when you and I both use AirPods, these AirPods pro are amazing. I mean, I, I'm absolutely in love with these. I'm going to have to twist your arm. You need to go get them. Cause uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't done those, but uh, I keep looking at them. I keep looking yeah. at them hard. Um, but, but right now the, the old, you know, the, the, the normal AirPods. Yeah, and they're are, fine. I, I mean, I still have a pair. I, I, I yeah. just, I just, uh, just, I, yeah, I'm the early adopter of course. Uh, and, uh, want to, want to, uh, 
be able to uh, see the new stuff. And the noise canceling is, is just amazing. I've talked about it before. Uh, that's that in itself you, you should consider with these. So, yeah, I, it, if you look back, I mean, it's fascinating the the skepticism that even some of us diehards approach the the first generation airpods with and once we tried them we were converts and i i think that will happen for me with the airpods pro too you already are airpods pro also yeah you you have jumped on that bandwagon faster than i have yeah but there's no question you know they may not be the best um, music devices in the world but they are certainly some of the most comfortable and certainly some of the most utilitarian and they integrate with Apple's ecosystem so well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. And um, uh, it's just something that I think I definitely see anybody. You should go out there and at least check them out and uh, see if it's uh, something that's going to be good for you. So, um, so uh, I'm carrying over one product that I um, had talked about uh, when I came back from CES, and uh, you, 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 of course, entered the interview these folks on your show. Um, uh, Scotia and Scotia has uh, come up with this this base link charging base, and I, I was I was blow, floored, blown away about it when we were at their at their booth. And um, what was your initial uh, thoughts of this product uh, before uh, uh, once uh, once we saw it? Oh, I you know I think it's great. I mean, there was the the furor last year over the AirPower product that Apple announced and then right. never released. Um, and so you know a number of third party vendors stepped in to fill that gap with with variations on it. And this, I, I can't say that the design blew me away. Like, Oh my God, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Well, no, I mean, but it's a concept. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, that's it. It's very utilitarian. It does the job. Scotia is a great name, yeah. you know, so you, you feel like you're going to get exactly what you're paying for with it. Sure, um, and so, yeah, I, I think it's a, I, I think it's a great product, and if you if you have those devices that you want to charge all at once and that support wireless charging, go for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. And, and you know, I I talked about this during my Apple user group uh, special interest group uh, meeting the other day um, because I did a demonstration with this, and, I, and it says, well, why would anybody really want this? Because it's uh, something that I mean, like me, I have all these products, so I have an Apple Watch, I have an iPhone, and I have an iPad, so. Uh, but families may have multiple iPads, multiple iPhones, and, uh, and you, you may want to, to, to integrate something like this and have it all in one place because, you know, everybody has bundles of cords and lightning cables and charging you know, bricks everywhere around their house, right? Oh, I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the nice thing about this thing is this this one uh, I'm, that I'm, I have in my hand, but I, I'm, I've put a link in the show notes to, to their site. Uh, this actually sold at the Apple Store. So you can go to Apple and uh, buy it online or at the Apple Store. Uh, and it comes with three module, mod, modules. It's the, uh, the, the wireless Qi charging for the, for the phone. It's got the little uh, thing for the, for the watch. So the watch will uh, charge on that as well. Uh, it'll, it, the cool thing about this one, though, is it'll charge um, stand up like what you're used to with uh, w w like, like the, the the knob for the, the, the charger comes with the watch or you can lay it flat and you can put your watch flat on here, which I thought was really cool. And it charges, um, which is great. Um, and the third section is actually for iPad. But, you, you know, you think iPads are pretty big, so you're, you're not going to have a specific place to. To, to charge those but the nice thing is there's there's it has three dividers in here uh and you can put up to three different ipads in here um it has a a, a, a power device charging which is the usb c plug and that 
charges, I think it was around 18 to 20 watts, so it's going to charge the iPad a lot faster. You can get a, uh, a USB-C to uh, Lightning if you have an older iPad and be able to plug into this too, which is great. And I've tried that, and it works awesome on a new one. And then it's got the two standard charging 12-watt uh, 12, 12 uh, plugs, the USB-A connectors, so the iPads that are still using uh, the old one. But uh, I really like how you can take it apart. It's modular. You can add additional ones. I think you can only add maybe up to four or five because based on power, you're, you're going to start uh, <laughs> causing a little bit of power issues. But uh, no, I think it's a great product. Yeah. Yeah. I, and again, you know, if you, if you have the need for it, um, this is, uh, this is a company that has a great reputation. So, you know, there, there, there are a number of, of, of great reputation companies out right. there and this is one of them. Absolutely. So um, that's that. And then um, uh, next topic I want to talk about a little bit is Apple TV. Um, Apple TV, I think really is uh, in, in a, in a tough spot right now, in my opinion, um, they have the 4k uh, version and they haven't come out with any new stuff in a while. There's been rumors that they're potentially going to come out with new, uh, new based devices, but uh, with the advent of the Apple TV app and they're, they're including it on almost every of the latest smart TVs and uh, even on other smart devices, um, I'm curious to know what you think is, is Apple going to continue to make this device or are they going to make something inexpensive? You know, I, well, it's, it's a good question, David. And I think it depends on what the device is supposed to be. Yeah. If it's supposed to be just a set top box to consume video, then there may be no reason to produce something, you know, great. Um, certainly the Apple TV interface has improved over time. It still has a few challenges, um, but it's, it, I find it to be a very pleasing interface. Mm -hmm. I like it better than, you know, most of the other interfaces I see, uh, for a couple, you know, just, just in appearance wise, it, it doesn't seem to be crammed the way some of the others, and I'm not going to pick on anybody's interface because, you know, no. that's, that they all choose to do what they do. Right. Um, that said, and of course, there's been a lot of discussion, you know, will the Apple TV turn into more of a gaming device? Um, now with arcade, Apple Arcade, I think there's a distinct possibility that could happen. Um, but then you have issues of, okay, we have to start supporting all the controllers for some of the more sophisticated games. Uh, or could you turn your, in fact, I'm not even sure because I'm not a gamer, but Either. I think at, at some level you can turn your iPhone into a, a controller for some of this. Yeah, I think so. And um, so, but and, uh, the reason I say that is I compare it to like the, the, you know, the Amazon Fire Stick. You can pick one of those up for 30 bucks and it does basically the same thing. And they do have 4K versions of that. Um, or the Roku. I mean, the Roku is, is very popular as well. I mean, have you used either one of those products? Yeah, actually, um, I have... Um I have an Amazon um, Fire TV and Fire I TV. also have a TV that is based on Roku. And they're, they're different experiences. Uh, you, it takes a little while to get used to them. Um, I, I, I kind of want to stick a fire TV stick into the Roku and see what happens. See if the whole thing explodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <That's right. laughs> but you know, again, it's different interfaces, different, different objectives. Amazon's obviously wants to push you toward their, their programming and, you know, make it exclusive, but you can get other things on it. Um, and the same thing with Roku and frankly, the same thing with Apple. So it almost, in my mind, which one do you want to be front and center? 
figure that out and right. then figure out, you know, what, as long as the platform of choice offers you the other things that you want as secondary and tertiary, then, you know, it's the, I guess the good news, the consumer kind of wins here because there's not a bad choice out there. Yeah. That's um, the thing. It the, just, there really isn't. Um, there's yeah, some- I, I, I will say that I use, I use my Apple TV for better or worse as much for sending things from my iPhone or my iPad up to the TV um, as I do for, you know, just pulling content directly from it. Um, And that's not something I think that the others do quite as effectively or smoothly. No, yeah, that that's absolutely true. So I'd be curious to see where this market goes because it's going to definitely be uh, something that, uh, uh, is continuing to evolve, and then by Apple putting themselves into all the, pretty much every smart TV that's out there, I mean it's going to get a point that you know do we really need it? You know, um, yeah. I'm on the cusp now as far as content goes. Is uh, I'm a sports fan. I like the Chicago Cubs. Being in Chicago, well, the Cubs decided to get their own network put together, the Marquee uh, uh, Baseball Network. Which of course they're not playing baseball right now because of the coronavirus. But uh, the point is, th- this this channel is not currently on comcast who's my who's my provider which is also 50 percent of the market in chicago which is crazy so you got to decide what what services are you going to go with because they've signed up with uh at&t they've signed up with uh wow which is a regional provider for cable and then they're also on direct tv which is you know dish which i refuse to put a dish on my on my on my roof but um but but they're also on hulu hulu tv and uh okay so now what do I decide with more more content? There's just so much content out there, you know. I, I'm I'm getting crazed of what I'm been paying for. I'm sure you're in the same boat. Yeah, I you know I am, uh, and I there's got to be a consolidation at some point. Really um, has to be. And, and I mean, I, I admit to being a bit schizophrenic about this because at one moment I I know there has to be a consolidation, mm-hmm. but the next moment I'm still fighting back against the bundles of any kind, because the the bundles so often include things that I don't want, don't need. And unfortunately, sometimes, most of the time, I'm not going to, I'm not quite as strong about this, with the online offerings, but certainly in the cable offerings, they insist on giving you all of the major, all the ESPN sports networks, you know, all 500 of them, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. the way it seems like and that's what that's the majority of what you're paying for and so give me a give me a non espn bundle right and and let me see what's in it and i'll take a hard look at it because i i literally never watch espn now that's me and i'm probably well you're not a sports not, fan you know so that's, I, i'm not well i'm not that kind of sports fan now right. give me the golf channel and, and oh, that's right golf i forgot yes yeah yeah but you know the, the rest i don't see the need to obsess over over this stuff and and hey i obsess over the tech stuff so you know whatever you, floats your boat you and i both you, but, you and you and me both so yeah um, yeah so i i just i look at this and i i just wonder how it's going to go and t- there are times i I start to wonder if would they just be better to invest in putting out their own app and and selling people subscriptions to that app and kind think. of foregoing everything else. You would think they they they've signed with some of the big ones, but not Comcast. So, but I I yeah. have this feeling it's going to happen sooner than later because uh, that's quite a bit of market you're leaving behind, especially of a team that's that's always been. Back in the old days when WGN, the Superstation, was around, everybody watched uh, the Cubs because uh, it was available all over the country. So, 
and sure. then and then the same thing with the content uh, you know like you're talking about bundles on uh, Disney Plus and you can bundle it with uh, ESPN Plus and uh on Hulu uh and pay like a flat flat rate and I'm doing that currently but I, I'm just kind of questioning why am I doing that when I may look into potentially if I if, if they they don't come around with the Cubs I would just turn around and say you know what see you later Comcast I'm going to cut cut out a lot of the stuff that Hulu live TV avail uh, offers and I might just subscribe to that instead uh, but it, it, it just, that's the problem. You, you, there's no way of cutting cord cutting is a thing I think is a thing of the past. Now we always have those topics and discussing that and discussing it. I just, I, it doesn't add up. You mean it doesn't add up as far as cutting the cord? It's cutting cord. Yeah. I mean, you really can't cut the cord from comp from cable anymore. You were just, I mean, compare, well, you can, but compare, compare the costs and the services like YouTube TV and, uh, and Hulu TV and, and, and those services, you, you start adding it all up. It all adds up to be about the same price. Well, if you uh, see that I, I, I might, I might disagree with you a little bit and I haven't done all the research, but I've right. done enough to, to make some general generalizations um, with, with let's just pick on Comcast. Okay. Please if, do. I, if I buy <laughs> the, <laughs> if, if I buy, you know, a tier from Com- Comcast, I get, a set number of TV of, right. of, of channels um, and I get, um, I get the live local channels and, and all that. That's right. great. Um, right now, if I get uh, who, uh, excuse me, YouTube TV, yeah. um, I still get options for live channels and I get pretty much all the networks. Right. So then the question becomes, okay, what's the, what's the price between those two? Because Hulu is not going to be bundled with Comcast. Right. Netflix is not going to be bundled with Comcast. So you have to look at those and say, okay, those are supplemental services I'm paying for. Am I will, you know, which one do I, what, where do I want to stack those on? What do I want to stack those on top of? Right. Or maybe I don't need local TV. Maybe I can stick an antenna on, on my wall or on the top of the house, depending on where you live and get enough local channels to satisfy me. And maybe I don't need the major networks. Maybe I can be no. just as happy um, just having Netflix and Hulu and Netflix and or Hulu right. and, or some of the others, the Disney channel, um, you know, all the, any of the others and, and satisfy my needs. So you really have to have to sit down you and do. then there's a convenience factor, you yeah. know, so it's not, Let's there not skip you go. over that. I, that's what I said. Try to try to get the wife to to grasp. Oh, how do you get on a Hulu TV again? Uh, push that button. Oh, oh, this doesn't work. I can't take this anymore because you know I have to admit Comcast X One technology with their with their interfaces pretty pretty gosh darn easy to to navigate, and they also have Netflix and some of the other services already in, in incorporated in theirs in their platform too. So. Right. Yeah. It's, and, and that brings up another thing that's interesting. And I think, I think that this is something that let's, I'll, I'll pick on the, you know, the, the, the sports teams because they're in an interesting position. Um, yep. You know, they've got to look at not just the fans of today, but the fans of tomorrow and the fans of tomorrow are going to be a lot more versed in technology and in non cable options. Right now may not be the time to do it because you have the old time sports fans right. and they know they know cable and that's where they're going to get their sports. But give it another 10, 15 years, maybe not that long, maybe longer, depending on you know, how you how you slice it. And that I'm sorry, it's just a fact, but you know, yeah. those fans will have died out yeah. literally. 
and so you know it'll it'll be interesting to see where we go i mean think about you know well think about the the uh, the generations that have came, that that the way they reacted to the vcr right i mean there were, there were generations there were and I, I i'm sorry to generalize but it's it's the way it is but the the people that were just a little bit older then they couldn't even set the clock let alone figure out how to program the thing 12 12 12 12 12 12, 12 yeah <laughs> and and you know, but so you call the kids over and say, okay, kids, you know, how do you yeah. work this thing? And, you know, it was intuitive to the kids. So I think the same thing is going to happen down the road. Yeah. And then and being able to consume it on an iOS device, like an iPad or an iPhone is awesome. I mean, I do it all the time. I have, well, I've got the 10, the 11 S 11 uh, pro max and I'll sit, sometimes have a dinner and I, a quick way to consume it without having to go grab my iPad and easy to consume it. And that's, that's the other great thing about our devices too. So but uh, anyway, let's uh, let's move on to another topic here. I wanted to throw out there: um, using your iPad as a second screen. You know, there's lots of options out there. Um, and Sidecar came along to being uh, on uh, uh, Catalina just uh, recently when they re- when Apple released that on, on the Mac. Have you uh, tried to utilize that uh, that at all on your uh, Mac and using it as a second screen? Yeah, I've used Duet and I've used Sidecar. Um, I love them both because I don't think that you can ever have too many too much yeah. screen real estate. Um, I have to admit, I am not a regular user of it, mm-hmm. not because it doesn't perform, but because if I have my iPad open uh, or you know beside my my laptop or my main Mac or whatever, um, I'm usually running an iOS app in on that, and so you know it's it's a different kind of multitasking. Um, and mm-hmm. also for better or worse, and this doesn't apply to everyone, but I pretty much have a two screen, at least a two screen set up anywhere I go, right. you know, home or office. So I don't need yet that, that third screen. I can, I can utilize it if I find a need for it, but usually I have enough screen real estate and can run a separate iOS app. You know, it might be my email might be messages, you know, might be something like that, that I just have open, um, as as part of the the production environment that I create around myself. Yeah. The other one I don't know if you've tried yet is Luna Display, um, and uh, that is amazing in the fact that it actually utilizes a Mac to uh, to ex- to extend it to another another display besides uh, just uh, the two uh, Macs. You can make it into a third display by plugging that into another Mac and using that Mac as a uh, as a screen if you have two Macs. <laughs> so I don't know if you've tried that, but it's a it's a it's really cool. I, I have not, um, and I've, I want to look into that because I think it's it, if it works far enough back with older models. And this, I have not researched this at all. Yeah, I've read the reviews, and and, and but I can't say I memorized them. But it would be a great way to repurpose a, a second older Mac yeah. just for its display, right. um, and 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 add a whole lot of productivity capabilities. Especially if you have an iMac that's already got a screen that you can uh, you can utilize that too. Yeah. Have you used the Luna display? Yes. Yes, I do have it. Okay. And I've been using it with a Mac mini that I have, which is, I, I tried it on a, I believe I had, I had a, um, a MacBook pro 2014, 13 inch, and it seemed that it worked okay on that one. Um, the, um, uh, the, the, uh, the Mac mini 2018, the latest model worked flawlessly. It was beautiful. So, but I've not tried it again. I believe they have the adapter as a USB C. So I, I, I can't remember if there was a USB a, version of it um uh but uh 
at first when that uh, first when that came out, and then when Apple released Sidecar, everybody thought, "Oh, you know, Luna Display is going to get Sherlock." And uh, sure enough, no, they they innovated by by updating the software by allowing it to be able to extend to a third third display using another Mac. Yeah, I'm just wondering how far back in the in the iMac line, um, you know, whether it's dependent on on the hardware or uh, what the 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 most recent version of the software that can that any given iMac can run. Yeah. Um, that's something I need to look into. Yeah. So, um, so uh, that's that with that, uh, that uh, topic. Um, I wanted to talk about Mac stock a little bit. If, I don't know if you, I think, you know, you got the newsletter like we, like I did that uh, the Mike Potter has already put the website up. It's updated. Mac stock 2020 is alive and well, and there's some there great discounts out there. Did you, uh, did you say, did you see that? I did. I did. I, um, you know, I've, I went ahead and and got mine when he did the the like the triple early bird sale or whatever you know back uh, Black Friday sale or Cyber Monday I guess it oh was yeah it was that Cyber Monday yeah 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 so but but yeah um, I know Mike has already solicited speaker proposals and he's working on all the details and yep, it's I, I'm, you know what. We, we've talked about it a million times before, David. You yeah. know, it's it's just one of the most fun weekends of the year. It is. It is. It is uh, July twenty fifth, twenty sixth of uh, this year. Hopefully, everything will be gone and forgotten with coronavirus at that point. Uh, uh, but I uh, want everybody to go out to that uh, to that site now. Is uh, it's MaxTalk uh, Conference and Expo dot com slash uh, register. And if you go there right now, he's got it discounted from it's two hundred fifty nine dollars is normally the two day pass. It's down to one eighty nine. But I mean that for what we got to to do for those two days is just that that's just so cheap it's crazy it's crazy it yeah it is and then don't forget the fact that you get uh two two very nice lunches yeah. out of that deal as well so that just makes it an even better value when you start looking at that yeah no, it's, it's a great conference that's how you and i met uh, many years ago we're on the sixth year now doing the show and yeah he and he still just that's thing is started deciding on the, the speakers uh so far we're uh we're waiting to hear him back to see what he's who who he's decided on for this year, and uh, there should be some good topics regardless. And uh, um, I, I'm I can't wait. It's always a lot of fun, and uh, always get to see everybody too. Uh, uh, checking that out too. So, uh, so, so check yeah, that and, out. Yeah, and we should mention that the theme this year is play. Play. Um, but mm-hmm. in in talking with Mike, you know that doesn't mean it's going to suddenly turn into a gaming conference or anything like nope. that. He's he's challenged all the speakers to you know talk about what play means to them, and so I think that's going to be really very very interesting. Yep, um, I came up with something just, smart. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. There's no yeah. question about it. And speaking of a conference, I just thought of this. Um, I'm sad to hear that uh, NAB got canceled uh, because of the coronavirus. I know that's a show that you really enjoy going to um, each year, and it was kind of a shame that that happened. Well, it's it's a shame, um, but I have to admit to to a certain amount of relief. Yeah. Um, and sorry, folks, but here we go, the coronavirus thing again. I wasn't as worried about the coronavirus yeah. um, as I was, you know, the, the idea that a lot of companies were pulling out. And so, you know, what starts as a trickle becomes a flood. And the last thing I would want to see is, you know, go to an NAB and have the show floor, you know, three quarters empty. Right, um, because people decided not to come, and you know, and, and then they decide, well, I won't go next year because it wasn't great last year. 
Um, I think this was probably a good decision to make. Yeah, it was. So that now, and and also just to be deadly accurate, they've advertised it as postponed. It's postponed. So okay. They're going to be. Yeah, they're they're looking at later dates. Uh, allegedly, they're looking at later dates in the year, assuming the coronavirus thing is, disappears and and all. Um, and so, if if they do that, you know, great. We'll see when it is and yeah. and how many people decide to show up, or whether they just punt the whole thing and yeah. go for twenty 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 one. Yeah, like South by Southwest got completely canceled. As far as I know, that's not going to get. Uh, uh postponed so yeah, it's just yeah. a shame it's just a shame but i just thought of that and the kind of the spin on the technology uh, that was one of the tech uh conferences that we lost uh this year at least so far yeah let's, and, let's hope and now we're all sitting waiting to see what happens with wwdc that's so. the other one yeah yeah we see if that uh that comes to be i mean the alleged uh uh event that was supposed to happen at the end of this month uh they, they, the, I, I was like, it's funny. I mean, Apple never announced there was going to be an event and they said it's canceled. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> there was no event that I know of. I mean, I think it was speculated, but that's about it. So, yeah. Well, the, all the, all the people, it's, it's interesting. A whole photo cottage industry has sprung up around trying to figure out when some of these conferences are going to be held. Yeah. And so people are scanning the, uh, all the websites and all the the booking information about certain venues and if there's okay. this big hole in it for you know a big event somewhere they deduce it's apple and yeah. they've gotten pretty good at it you know so it's it is it is what it is it apple's going to run it's 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 going to do what it wants to do and these people are going to do what they want to do absolutely all right, Chuck, uh, why don't you uh, tell everybody, you know, they're a priority, no, but it can't hurt to tell them again where they can find you, what's, what's, what's you've been up to uh, with uh, your stuff, and uh, tell us all about it. Um, well, you can find me over at macvoices.com. Um, that's where um, I do a regular, I target two to three shows a week, um, interviews and product reviews and panel discussions and anything regarding Technology with a bit of an Apple bent um, because Apple seems to be integrated into just about everything right now. Yep. Um, you can see the video versions on YouTube or on the website, and of course, subscribe to the uh, to both audio and video podcasts. And you can find me um, on Facebook and on uh, Twitter as at Chuck Joiner, and yeah. there's also a Mac Voices page on on uh, Facebook. So come and check it out. Yeah, check out the, the Mac Voices group. It's it's a lot of fun, and uh, you po- we all post a lot of great articles in there, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I see the latest episodes with Ken Ray from Mac, o- Mac OS Ken, so yeah, I got to go check out that latest episode on his show. So uh, it, it's a lot of fun, a lot of great interviews. So um, Thank uh, you. Yeah, no problem. With, uh, with that, let's. this is a wrap for this week. Uh, please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios. That's feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios, or you can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, which includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and even iHeartRadio. Or better yet, just go to our website at intouchwithios.com, where all the links to all the places to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Thanks again, Chuck. Appreciate you being here. A lot of fun. Thank you, David. And uh, we'll uh, uh, and everybody and everybody, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you again next time.